Weekend Mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen. Replay from Money FM 89.3. You know, this idea of uh, returning into the workplace after uh, one has been ill, especially with cancer, is a big topic in Singapore. And joining me in the studio now is Professor Sue Pin Chu, who is the uh, medical oncologist at Mount Elizabeth Novena Hospital, specializing in gastrointestinal uh, problems, and also is the current president of the Singapore Society of Oncology. Uh, Professor Chu, welcome to Weekend Mornings. Thanks for being with us. Hi, morning, Glenn. Good morning, everyone. This is a big topic. It's it's a little bit of a heavy topic for a Sunday morning, but it's one that is so urgently important for so many in Singapore. When we talk about cancer, we talk about uh, you know uh, having those types of illnesses. The good news is people get well, and then yes. people try to return back to the workplace. Yeah. What is that process like for them? Yeah. So you're talking about cancer being obviously a big uh, issue in Singapore, especially with the aging population, and also with the fact that our cancers are becoming more curable. More and more patients are being cured and even if they're not cured, they're living with cancer for a far longer period and living well Mm. with cancer for a far longer period because the treatment has improved so much. Um, And what we've found is that a lot of patients, what we call cancer survivors, and these are patients who have had cancers that are highly curable. That means the chance of the cancer ever relapsing is really, really slim. Hmm. And um, there's a study that was done at National Cancer Centre and we found that most patients uh, had difficulty uh, readjusting back to work. Some, about a quarter were unemployed, remain unemployed, and about more than 50% had taken time off in the last six months. Is that, re? Uh, they call it, I think, re- Returnship is the is the phrase yes. or the the word that I've seen, uh, which is a new word uh, for me. So uh, thanks for teaching me something uh, here today. Um, but this idea of returnship is it difficult because the patients uh, have a hard time readjusting back in, or is it difficult because the employer, the company, doesn't quite know what to do with them when they come back? So it's a bit of both. So there's, there's an element of stigma. Once you've had mm. cancer, you're labeled a cancer patient. Oh. And everyone's like, whoa, okay, maybe you shouldn't employ that, that guy. You know, he's got to have problems. Going mm. You know, he has to go for his checkups regularly. He'll be taking time off and so on. But I think you've, you know, in a sense, you've trained someone in that job for so long. It's a wasted resource. I think cancer patients are huge. They want to go back to work. Sure. From the employer's perspective, this is a resource, a useful resource um, in terms of uh, employee who can contribute to the company. Um, patients after treatment may have some problems. They may need some rehabilitation. Um, they may need some help to readjust back to work. Mm. So from the patient's perspective, they need some help. Some may need some occupational therapy. Some may need some physiotherapy. Some may have some residual side effects from chemotherapy. Some may have um, some uh, psychosocial issues that need to be addressed. Um, that's the patient's perspective. From the employer's point of view, they should engage the patient, talk to them, find out what they can do, what they cannot do, and then try and adjust their job scope to, to meet both the needs of the patient as well as the company. So some companies are usually the bigger ones with more resources are better at doing that. So a patient that was able to do a job which some with which requires some physical activity may now need to shift to a more desk-based job, for example, because mm-hmm. 
they are tired or whatever it is. And it may not be forever. It may be for a period of time. Yeah. And then over time, as the co- patient's condition improves, you know, we can integrate them better into the original um, job position or whatever. Yeah. yeah. In conversation with Professor Supin Chu, who is the president of the Singapore Society of Oncology, also a, a medical oncologist at Mount Elizabeth Novena Hospital. Yeah. When... When you talk about coming back in, you mentioned there are different issues. There are some potentially physical issues with mm-hmm. the returning patient, the psychological, uh, you know, of course, uh, the p- potential stigma that might be in the work environment yeah. about being a cancer uh, survivor. Um, are there resources through the government or through other places available to either help the patient or help the company understand the patient's needs? Is there anything at a sort of a governmental or health professional More level? voluntary organizational level. Like Singapore Cancer Society mm. has a back-to-work program for cancer survivors. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they link, them, link the patients up with companies that are a bit more open. They link the patient up with um, rehab facilities mm. and so on. I mean, the, at the cancer centers, obviously the social, psychosocial oncology department, basically a social work department, right. will have resources and contacts on how to help patients integrate. The patients themselves have to, also there's a cancer survivorship um, group and you know they're they are, they are their own advocates as well yeah. to support each other as well. Yeah. You know I remember uh, this one group um, uh, Paddlers in the Pink uh, yes. for the breast cancer yeah. survivors. Yeah the breast cancer survivors because they do really well. They are amazing now it's, yeah. not, it's not a workplace thing but I, I, I think of them in terms of their attitude and they yes. are just so positive. positive. Yes exactly. And they're out there no matter what stage of recovery or treatment they're in. away, yes. Rowing, paddling, doing the dragon boats. And I mean, is it that kind of an attitude that needs to be uh, more broadly accepted or or used across the Singapore workforce as well? Yeah, I think so. I think this is... How do we get there? I think we need to um, engage people, first of all, let them understand because there's still an element of, oh, cancer, whoa, you know, bad, you know, everything's bad kind of thing, which is Mm. not true. You know, many times. Um, I think we need to, the patients need to be their own voice as well. Um, families need to rally around patients. Mm-hmm. And then in, in terms of um, organizations and all that, we need to be aware and educated, I guess. Yeah. And, and, you know, th- that awareness, I mean, here we are, almost the year 2020. Yes, uh, almost. You know, <laughs> why is it that Singapore is still behind? We look at other places in, in Europe, North America, other countries where where populations seem to be more more um, uh, informed. Why is it taking longer or seem to be taking longer perhaps in Singapore for that to happen? I think it's partly cultural. Mm. You know, it's sort of, everyone sort of looks at the, even within a family, for example, if a uh, cancer patient, everybody sort of tiptoes around that cancer patient, protecting him, don't do this, don't do that. You right. know, it's rather than um, empowerment or, we need some patient empowerment here. You know, say, I can do it, let's get on with it. You and know. and how, how does that happen? <laughs> oh, that's a loaded question and hard to answer. Yeah. yeah. But I think in, all, all of us can do little bits along the way. As employers, we can mm. sort of change our, con- our, our perceptions and really talk to people. When you have an employee that's gone through cancer, I mean, it's a rough road, you know, the whole cancer treatment and so on. It's mm. a cancer survivor. Talk to that cancer survivor, find out what or she wants, what are the needs, and then try and adjust that to see how that meets, you know, how we can sort of find a compromise along the way that suits both parties. 
Yeah, that idea of compromising, you know, when, when you consider according to this 2018 study that, uh, that, that you had referenced in some materials I had seen, yeah. you know, nearly a quarter of those cancer survivors are not making it back yeah. into the workforce. Yeah, so of, of that number, how many, how many could come back? All of them? Or? Yeah, so that part we don't know. So yeah. the study was just giving a flavor and that's what going on to find out why. Is it because of disability? Is it because of patient's personal decision that this is enough, I've gone through this, I don't mm. want to work anymore? Mm. Or is it uh, um, um, the employer saying no, you know? But I mean, that we for that study, we don't know the exact details and I think that's something that needs to be worked on at the next level of um, research. Uh, but from our experience as oncologists, we face this all the time. Hmm. We have to write letters to justify that a patient's fit to work, you know, and then we have patients who have been cancer-free for years and they tell us they can't find a job and no one wants to employ them because of the yeah. cancer. And then we have patients who tell us, don't tell my employer, I don't want anyone to know about my cancer because hmm. they're afraid of being fired. Yeah. Yeah, which does, shouldn't be the case. Does there, uh, do other countries pass legislation? Yes, I think some countries have certain acts. Yeah. Um, that uh, protect the patients, and and yeah. is that is that something that's currently being considered in Singapore by the Not government that here? I know of. <laughs> yeah, what kind of ad, uh, advocacy is needed to to bring that issue to the fore? You know, in, in Parliament here, for example, or or through the health ministry, is, is that being done? Is that I think being there are at? groups helping. Um, I think it's uh, it's not that there's no help in Singapore, but yeah. it's I think it starts with awareness first, mm. and there are many groups that are helping. And some in smaller ways, some more, some in non-official ways, some in more official ways. Um, but I think there's always more work to be done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm not saying there's no there's not being done here. I think there's increasing awareness over time. Um, the, there's less stigma as well, mm. but we still have work. You know, it's a, I think it's a bigger struggle for the smaller companies. Yeah, and that's where the maybe resources, some potential but, resources yeah. would would be helpful, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's going from the the health ministry or yeah. some government uh, type thing. Yeah. When when you talk to HR professionals, uh, and let's assume that there are probably some listening uh, to this to this program know, as well. Maybe, hi, <laughs> hi, yeah. hello, health, <laughs> hello, HR folks. You know, yeah, what be, can be understanding and compassionate, please? <laughs> exactly yeah. right. Yeah. What what can they do? What what are some logical you know one two three type steps that they can do to, to whether it's a big company or small to help reintegrate or to help understand what so, the former cancer patient needs? Yeah. So talk to the patient. Ask them what. Um, it's that I mean, simple, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's as simple as talking to a patient, yeah. what I've said before, about yeah. finding out what they can do, what they cannot do, what their aims are. Get an understanding of what's going on. You know, it's not a blanket for everybody. Everyone's a little bit different. Isn't that difficult, though, when you have, you know, anyone who's got a, a long-term illness, that uh, cancer or an, another illness, you're not quite sure what direction that illness is going to take, if they're going to be completely cured or if it's going to return and, you know, become worse. From a employer's point of view, that must be quite challenging because they need to plan for the yeah, future correct. as well. So, I mean, that's a difficult answer because obviously some cancers are high risk of relapsing. Yeah. But, I mean, this study was on cancers that were essentially cured. Hmm. You know, high, very low risk of relapse. And yet these patients are having this, these problems. Yeah. You know, we're talking about where it's very clear that these patients are essentially cured of their cancer and the chance of the cancer is not coming back is super low, um, almost negligible. And yet they have problems. So what more the ones that are not 
you know, with uh, question marks where we are not sure. From the doctor's perspective, we're not sure what, what's going to happen three years down the road. From the patient's perspective, it's the same. And from the employer's perspective, the same. Then that's a little bit more difficult. Mm. But if the employee is someone that is valued in the company, you know, I don't see why uh, the employer cannot sort of adjust things. Mm. To so that the it may be a, a compromise where the employee works part time rather than full time. Right. The employee may, if possible, may work from home part of the time, and I've seen that in some patients. And you know, it's it win win for both sides. Yeah. Professor Chu, what's as we as we finish up, what's what's your hope for the future? Uh, what are you hopeful about in this topic, and in, in, in the year twenty twenty coming up? Oh. What's, where's the silver lining? So I hope that um, in terms of cancer survivorship, there's more, there's a bigger movement. I think Singapore is still in infancy in terms of, in other countries, um, uh, cancer survivorship is a very strong movement and really the patients are the advocates really. So we want patients to come and patients and their family members, families who have been through cancer mm. to really drive this, uh, you know, cancer survivorship. Um, and we see more cancer patients integrated back into the working society rather than being, you know, left behind. And that's yeah. a great hope, and we'll hope that that's our New Year's wish. Uh, Professor Supin Chu, the president of the Singapore Society of Oncology, thanks so much for being with us this morning on Weekend Mornings. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.